White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can put it on the board. Yeah. Yes. It's a perfect game. Renato, grand slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello and welcome in. Welcome back, everyone, to Locked On White Sox, your only source for White Sox coverage every day during the offseason. I'm Chris Tannehill, your host. Herb Lawrence, my partner, will be here with me in a second. We are brought to you today by our friends at Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our Locked On Rooms. As we said yesterday, we've got so many great emails and phone calls. You guys are the lifeblood of this show during the offseason, and we appreciate it. We will be giving you guys the top 21 of 21 next week as we begin to slowly ramp down in the off season to three shows a week. I know some of you are rejoicing. Some of you maybe not so much. Maybe you guys like uh, having us be your companion every day. But, uh, you know, it's it's the nature of the off season. We'll hopefully hear from Rick Hahn after the World Series is concluded. But we've got another great show for you today. Herb and I are going to discuss, uh, you know, the latest in, in White Sox transactions, of which there are none, <laughs> to be honest with you. But we have some great emails and great phone calls that we'll get to. And you're, you're thinking to yourself, it's right now as we record this, and you may be listening to this now, maybe depending on where you are, it's cold, it's dreary, maybe even it's raining. You may be asking yourself, man, I'd love to get away. Where are the key destinations for the White Sox in 2022? We'll get to the bottom of that question that was asked to us in this Locked on White Sox mailbag edition. And plus, we'll try to figure out what's going on with right field and second base in 2022. That's in the mailbag as well. So we'll do that after a quick timeout. Happy Friday, everyone. Congratulations. You made it. That's next here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. Celebrate freedom of choice. It's why we love the country, isn't it? Did you know that Built Bar's got so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. If you talk to a Built Bar fan, you ask them the question, hey, man, what's your favorite Built Bar flavor? They'll be passionate and they'll tell you what it is. For me, it's the German chocolate. But Built Bar was kind enough to send me one of my other favorite flavors. It's a, sort of a reunion here for my favorite uh, flavor here of, of yesteryear, Coconut Brownie Chunk. Oh, boy, it's a good one. I've got one open here, and I'm starting to salivate thinking about it here. I tend to snack on some while I'm in the middle of taping shows, recording stuff. I also do the Full Go podcast with Jason Goff, so I've got a busy night between that and the Locked on White Sox show. So sometimes I need a little snack. Uh, in the evening to keep me going, give me a little energy boost while I'm doing these shows. And Built Bar is always right there for me. And Coconut Brownie Chunk, one of the many great flavors, just 150 calories with a whopping 15 grams of protein and only 7 grams of sugar. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bars on the market, but they're also healthy. I already told you about the flavor profile. I told you about the stats. They're good. They're good for you. And if you're trying to eliminate carbs, only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs per Built Bar. They are the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That's pretty good, huh? If you order today, use our promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. That's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. That's going to get you 15% off your next order at Built.com. Locked on White Sox is back, and... 
Normally at this point, this is where I would ask Herb, my partner, shall I open up the bag and I'll go and I'll find a clip of Herb in my archives of him saying this. Let's do it. A lot of emails. We're going to try to get to some. There's another email. I love email. And we love your email too. Oh, by God, do we love your emails, especially during the off season. If you're a Locked On White Sox fan and you've never reached out to us, what's the deal? Why hesitate? Let's hear from you. Let's build that correspondence. Let's talk during the offseason. Everyone needs someone to talk to, and you can do so by hitting us up, LockedOnSox at gmail.com, and on the voicemail, 312-566-8727. That's 312-566-8727 to get a hold of us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We take the best calls, and you'll find them on the show here. But right now, we'll open up the mailbag with the first emailer. This is from Jonathan Taylor, not Jonathan Taylor Thomas. This is Jonathan Taylor checking in. Okay. He says, hey, guys. He's taking a look at the 2022 schedule here already. Oh, I love it. Already dreaming about what's going to go on in 2022 with the Sox. I mean, that's what this is all about, right? Uh, I, he's been scouring for potential road trips, and he's very interested in seeing the Sox play in San Francisco. San Diego and Denver are also penciled in on his calendar as well. He wants to know, do we have any plans to attend any away series in 2022? We've talked about it a little bit, Herb, but what, what mm-hmm. have you uh, got circled on your calendar or put in very light pencil or in bold type? What do you got? We are going to San Francisco, uh, 4th of July weekend. I think. Do you know the way to San Francisco? Wow. That's, That's close. I mean, that, is a really, that is a really topical reference for our older, older listeners. <laughs> yeah. We don't have uh, demos on a podcast. That's a beautiful thing. Um, but, yeah, go, go ahead. I, friends, I, they, friends, they built that city on rock and roll. <laughs> they did. <laughs> um, yeah, so 4th of July, we'll be there. We were supposed to go in 2020, of course. We got canceled because of COVID. We, so We didn't get canceled. No, the, we did the, not. The game Sorry, got not can- yet. Not, oh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> exactly. It's, 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 um, it's inevitable. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to go. I think hopefully we're going to do that Alcatraz that you had planned in 2020. Yeah. I want to see that. And uh, I think only San Diego is 100% in pen. I'll put in pencil Denver because our friend lives out there who's a local Chicagoan. And so we might go out there and her uncle also lives in Denver. So and I love that ballpark. And she has never seen cores, which is a beautiful place. Danny? It truly is. Well, I'm just looking at it. If you're if you're playing the uh, Locked On White Sox 2022 schedule planning uh, the the home game, you can uh, look at these road dates in April. Sox are in Kansas City. Then they go to Detroit for a weekend series, and they're back for a homestand. Then they go to Cleveland for four, and then Minnesota for a weekend. Um, an early, ooh, you know what? Be careful with that. I wouldn't plan any any April no. getaways to Minnesota. It could be snowing up there. All those road games are all have the possibility of getting rained out or snowed out. Yeah, so stay away from April, I'd say. You go to May. Um, this is a solid one right here. Weekend series at Boston. Now, I, I know you Boston's probably not your type of town. Uh, who knows? Maybe it's not even mine anymore. I haven't I haven't been there in, man, but 12 years or so. Uh, but I, I like the town because I'm a big seafood guy. I'm a, I'm a big coastal city guy. Um, I, I think it's really cool. Uh, Boston, they they go there for a road trip after playing the Cubs here in May. Oh, Hawks gonna be mad. The the Cubs are uh, they're playing the Cubs in May uh, oh, in the middle of a week. Hawks not gonna like that. Um, and and it's the White Sox at that home on at Wrigley on a Tuesday oh, on a oh. tu- on a Tuesday Wednesday. <laughs> the I'll tell you what. <laughs> All right, I bet you it's gonna be sunny that day though. Of course it will. Um, and then the Sox have a nice lengthy road trip. Kansas City. 
in the middle of May, and then they go to New York. Look, we may have to make that trip too, man. I miss. I'm watching these side talk NYC Twitter videos of Knicks fans mm-hmm. outside the Garden, and every time I watch one, it makes you want to uh, get on a plane on a plane to Laguardia and punch I, somebody. <laughs> no, I love the New York thing. They're obnoxious, they're arrogant, yes. but I love Ugh. every second of it, dude. Because they are no doubt 100 percent unique like that those people you will only find there and only there um you know so i i dig the new york vibe and, and we had a hell of a time when we went there in 2019 to, to see our buddy brendan um another interesting one here in the middle of may at the end of may excuse me into june middle of the week i should say series against toronto in toronto and then they go do the thing where they go to Tampa Bay after that in June, Florida in June, going to see the Rays. Uh, that's a non, that's a no go for me. I think. Um, back to Detroit, middle of June, weekend series at Houston. Yeah. Um, no. Well, if you're gonna go to Houston, I guess in, it's early enough. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like we got friends down there. I would love to go because it's a ballpark I could cross off my list. Yeah, Z-Pack? Yeah, see our buddy Kevin Z-Pack, yeah, and just sample Texas barbecue, Texas steak. I, I'm I'm down for that one on a, on a weekend. Uh, hopefully my daughter's out of school at that time. We could all go. Um, then they go to L.A. at the end of June to face the Angels, and then here we go. From Anaheim, they go to San Francisco for that weekend set, as we mentioned. I, I do believe we'll, we'll be there. I think we're going to book our flight soon because we still have our vouchers from 2020 that expire very soon. Awesome. Here. So I think we'll book those very soon. Um, before the All-Star break in July, Cleveland, then Minnesota. After the All-Star break in July, they head to Colorado for two, as you mentioned. That's a really solid one right there. Loved. I love Denver. Great food yeah. town. Great sightseeing town. Uh, I love all of it. It's really, it's a really cool place. I, that's one of the, it's on the short list of places that I would live. I think if I, if I had to move, I'd pick Denver. Um, the elevation sickness didn't really get to me. Uh, it was a different kind of elevation, uh, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, uh, aided by uh, adult beverages, but uh, well, if that's neither here nor there, we'll talk about that uh, when that series comes around. But and the Sox go to Texas in August. Well, they're indoors now. That Texas in August for the White Sox used to be a big time non-starter, yeah. you know. But they'll be indoors, um, and it, it may be better than watching the game on television because that's not one of my it's aesthetic looks like shit. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that TV broadcast, folks. Uh, just the way they present it, not a fan. Then they go to Sorry, Kansas, take no. ooh, Kansas City in the middle of August. How does that sound for ooh, you, Herb? Sweaty. I've <laughs> done it, um, but I love that city. I love that ballpark. So. We've done it. I think what we drove eight hours to Kansas City. Yeah, seven and, and a half, right, or something like that. It was like snowing the day we went. That was the game they got uh, banged on Friday, and we went to the Saturday Sunday game. Awesome time. There's nothing better than uh, I think that's the second best Midwest city if you consider it. So, just delicious food. I love the ballpark. It's simple but like beautiful. Yeah. The Hall of Fame is great. Like. Man, I would love to go back to Kansas City. Yeah, man. But if you go to Kansas City in the middle of August, uh, just strap a brisket to my back and have me walk around with it all day. You know what I mean? That's how hot it is there uh, in August. Um, Cleveland at the end, end of August. Then they go to Baltimore in the middle of a week. Baltimore, great mm. great food. Oh, middle of the week, though. Yeah, middle of the week is tough. I can't really justify that if you're a Sox fan looking to go out there. But ballpark, ballpark's beautiful. Oh, my God. Great seafood town. Um, the other stuff. Yeah. Inner, the Inner Harbor's 
great. Yeah. That's the only place I went. I only went for a day. So I next time I will spend a little bit longer and hopefully I can parlay both of those ballparks. Yeah. Brendan and I did our walking tour of uh, the show The Wire and, uh, you know, um, some things were yelled at us along the way. It wasn't what we expected. I thought it was going to be cool, like on TV. Uh, not really. And your Book Powell story <laughs> is excellent. Oh, I love Book Powell. We went out to, to see Book Powell. He's one of my dad's favorite players. So I said, the least I can do is get my dad, get a picture with, with Boog. So I, I got one. Brendan got one. I said, the least I can do is get my dad a Boog Powell sound, signed baseball, which I did. But then we asked Boog, hey, we're, we're looking to go to a seafood spot tomorrow afternoon for lunch. We got this place picked out called LP Steamers, LP Locust Point. Uh, and uh, Boog said, oh, careful. A little sketchy over there <laughs> it was fine yeah, but boog just looking out for our best interest uh you know looking out for for tourists in his uh in his lovely town there but boog powell's got his barbecue spot out there at camden yards in the outfield so check is that what the sabacas are from yeah they're locust point union guys yeah yeah. That was there. I got. I don't remember the direct quote. What what uh, what Union Hall Locus number? Po- Locus Point White. <laughs> yeah, Locus Point White. Exactly. So uh, then to finish the season. Ooh, here's a sneaky good trip here. Um, if your kids are not back in school yet, in the middle of a week though, Sox go to Seattle, then to mm. Oakland. Seattle, a great town that I would live in, absolutely. Um, but middle of the week though makes it kind of tough. But I would recommend going there. Cool. Again, all these. Oh, whenever I say a town is good, it means they have good food there, <laughs> and it's and it's a fun walking town. Seattle's a great walking town because it's like yeah. Den- Denver in that regard. Mm-hmm. It's like just beautiful scenery if you're into that uh, type of vibe, which I am. And uh, I think the wife and I are actually thinking about going to Vancouver this year. Just oh, wow. un- unrelated. No ballparks there, I don't think, that I can cross <laughs> off the list. But we we dig Seattle so much and, and how it looks. We'll go on the other side and check, see how it looks from uh, Canada's side. And then Oakland, you know, your last chance to see them possibly uh, in that weird environment at the Coliseum. Uh, the, I wouldn't go. No. I'd just let them move to Vegas or wherever they're going to build their ballpark, their new one. They should Because bring- that looks like a travesty they no, should i'm good yeah they should bring hawk in to to light the bomb on that one <laughs> like they did for the the hump dome uh and then the Sox go to detroit for a weekend series at the end of september and then end of september early october uh, damn i didn't realize the padres were this late yeah. this is the final series yep. of the world series preview uh, the final series of the year maybe ozzy Gein will be their their manager uh, no <laughs> while we're taping this oh no what, what about that segment i was going to ask you about ozzy Gein. what happened I don't know, but <laughs> as of this sec, after like I don't know if Bob Melvin's contract ran up, but the Padres <sighs> hired him as the manager. Oh, what an with, upgrade for Bob you know, Melvin! You know, and I don't know why the A's are like, nah, let's let him go. And you know me, I don't really think he matters that much in wins and losses. But he's culture, a good. Yes. He's one of the best. Exactly, he's been doing more with less his whole career, and so the Padres to get this guy. With uh, underachieving team, I'm looking forward to them, him establishing a culture in that locker room that uh, breeds winning. Yeah, man, that's interesting. Uh, good for them. That's a really good move. And you, you, you got to wonder how this thing shook out for Bob Melvin and the A's if there was a situation where it's like, look, man. We, we did everything we could. The team may be moving. You deserve better than this. We'll let you go. You know, I'm sure there was some, like, behind-the-scenes maneuvering here. Like, look. Bob, we'd love to have you if you happen to get... It's like a Joe Madden situation, right? Like mm-hmm. when Joe Madden was released from the Rays, Andrew Friedman goes from the Rays to the Dodgers, and it was one of those things like there was a, a little loophole in the contract where if Friedman left, 
Madden was allowed to leave in his own free will. Uh, so maybe it's a situation where all parties involved like are like, look, man, like you know, you you've you've been solid for us for a long time. We're not going to spend any money here. The team may be moving. It's it's not going to matter. We'll just let you out of this contract, and and you can get a real shot here at, at winning a World Series and one of the literally one of the best places to live in America. So, and good. he has the most victories as a manager in Oakland or in A's history, I believe. Well, he just surpassed Tony Larusa. Wow, that's that's wild. What about Connie Mack? He passed Connie I'm, Mack, oh, no, right? No, he's second. Sorry, Connie <laughs> Mack. He doesn't count. He wore a yeah, suit. Yeah, he wore, yeah, he doesn't count. He wore a suit, and they were in, in Philadelphia. Yeah, and uh, yeah. so maybe Oakland. It was the uh, yeah the, o- so, the Oakland record. Yeah, just let him go. I just I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. I wish him luck because I'm a Padres fan on the side, and I hope it turns out. Well, I said he's an awesome manager. I said on the show the other day. Uh, when I was capping it, uh, one, of the, one of the brief segments that you were not a part of, I was saying, like, I would definitely be among the Friar faithful if they hired Ozzy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that, that irritates me because we now we won't be able to talk about it. But we might as well. Um, I think that would have been a pretty good fit for them in San Diego had they gone with Ozzy. Is this Bob Melvin thing official official or just speculation right now? No, it's uh, – pe- many people are reporting it. And uh, let's see. I'm just looking for the email I just sent or the uh... – the tweet I just had here, uh, I'll finance. Yeah, yeah. But well, I, I don't think the Padres have a hundred percent said, "Yeah, that's our manager." Well, they can't Let's, really. I'm sure he's technically under. Well, they can't because the World Series embargo. World Series, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. AJ Casavell of the uh, I think the San Diego Tribune, or no, from the Athletic sources, the Padres and Bob Melvin have agreed to a three-year deal to make Melvin the next manager of the San Diego Padres. Amazing. Uh, good for them. But do, I think Ozzy would have been a good fit. I mean, Bob Melvin, I think if you have a chance to hire him, you do it. But I think mm-hmm. Ozzy, like, that was a move to me. Now, granted, I am very biased towards Ozzy, but I, I was talking about it the other day. That would have been a, a slam dunk move, I think, because you have a guy who's won before and who's still young enough where he can relate. And I think Ozzy, even when he's, like, you know, in his 70s, he'll be able to relate because he's just Ozzy. But I think that would have been a good move, uh, you know, especially with some of their some of the Latin players there and, you know, just, just identifying with with everyone and Ozzy could identify with everyone from any walk of life. But I think that would have been a, a good fit for them had they gone that route. Yeah. I would have liked that because I think him and Tatis probably would find a common ground because yeah. a short stops both, but it's the opposite. They did like Ozzy was a uh, San Diego got traded to the white Sox. It's uh, the opposite for Fernando Tatis. Ozzy was a great defensive shortstop. Fernando Tatis can be better, but right now his footwork is not right. His arm, he's relying way too much on his arm and his skill instead of getting his craft right. Are they going to so, fix that shoulder in the offseason? No, <laughs> he's no, he's just going to go with that, and his that life. will be a, always a problem until he gets it fixed. And so I don't agree with it, but it's his choice, and he seems to play well with it. He still came back and mashed. Um. I think it'll be a good match because I think Ozzy will teach Fernando Tatis some things that he hasn't learned and he will teach him in his native tongue and the respect that Ozzy Guillen probably has from Fernando Tatis and a lot of the Latin American players because he's the first Latin American manager to ever win a World Series. So that is a big time accomplishment. I'm sure these guys know Ozzy, love him, been seeing him since they were children and 
would respect him and bring some type of uh, level of professionalism with him. Because I every year Ozzy managed for the White Sox, except for that 2010 year, I felt confident that the White Sox would be playing well in that season. Like you know, they would be fundamentally good, and then they would be uh, giving maximum effort because Ozzy wouldn't uh, expect anything less. All right, let's get back to the voicemail line. Oh, look who it is. It's our guy. Hey, Chris and Herb. Mark and Lichfield Park. <laughs> our guy. Just calling about uh, Chris's little rant the other day about oh, no. the Sox better spend some money. Well, <laughs> you know, I've been a fan of this team for over 50 years. Give it to me, Mark. Um, <laughs> for, you know, 40 of those years, basically 80% of it has been with Reinsdorf. And... You know, his history shows that he doesn't throw money around. It's He'll throw players around. He won't throw money around. Um, uh-huh. What I'm seeing, best-case scenario, you swap Kimbrell's bad option for McCutcheon's option, and uh-huh. you try to sign Chris Taylor, uh, you know, the utility guy that Tony wants to play with, like, you know, a creepy uncle on a camping trip. Wow. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Yeah. That's oh. about as good as I think it's Sorry, Tegna. Uh, so many sorries for Tegna. You know, it obviously could be much better. They could do much better, but I don't see him spending the money to do that. I hope I'm wrong, but I haven't been yet. Uh, you know, a team that the biggest contract they've ever signed is for a catcher at $72 million. Um, I don't see it getting better. So I hope I'm wrong. Talk to you later. All right. Thank you, Mark, for the phone call, as always. Uh, Chris Taylor, I like that. That's a that's a good call. Chris Taylor is nearly a three-win player this season, and guy's got a ton of postseason experience. Plays a little bit of everywhere, outfield, shortstop, second base. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit 20 bombs in 2021. That's a really solid move. I think that that's a slam dunk in, in every box you want to check. The experience factor, clubhouse fit. Production on the field. He got on base at a 344 clip. Allows you to move guys around. I think guys like that are going to be important depending on what you do with that catcher spot and what you do with Andrew Vaughn. You're going to need guys you know, with that with that DH. If you're going to be having a, a different DH every day, you're going to have to have guys that are that are versatile. And I think you know, a Ben Zobris type is what I think when I think of Chris Taylor. Uh, not, mm-hmm. not it's like a not a not even a poor man's. I would say that that that's too much of a knock. But sort of like a, uh, I'm going to use one of Shane Reardon's lines. This is like a Kirkland brand uh, Ben Zobrist, <laughs> and that's not a knock against Kirkland brand because all my Costco people out there know what what Stadel is. But you know, it's it's not quite name brand, but it's still very solid for you. So they're yeah. uh, rotisserie chicken at Costco. Oh yeah, Perfect. oh yeah. Oh man, che- it's, it's their chickens are bigger. If you like the chickens, that I think are probably pumped up with the hormones, but they're cheaper and a little bit bigger. Juicier uh, too, juicier than the ones you would get at any other grocery stores here. Uh, Costco, mm-hmm. holler at us if you want to sponsor. Hey, Costco doesn't need to sponsor anything. Those, right? Everyone those, knows what buck fifty dogs too, delicious. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna go there and get some new tires this weekend. Hopefully, if I have time. Um, yeah, man. But what do you think about that, Chris Taylor? That's a really solid outside the box uh, option. Uh, he was an all star and in his career. So I like that call there by Mark and Litchfield Park. And as far as look. I know they don't spend money, Mark. I, you know, I'm 38 years old. I've seen this team enough. I've seen them get burned more often than not with big contracts than get rewarded. So I kind of almost even understand why they don't do it. You know, you think about the John Danks contract and how he was mm. he never lived up to that. The Albert Bell contract, like, you know, he found a way to get out of that deal 
uh, without getting burned too much, even though he produced, but he just wasn't a part of a winning team once he got here. So it doesn't always equate in, in Jerry Reinsdorf's mind, I believe, in wins and losses. It's unfortunate, but sadly, I think you're you're right, Mark. And and my wish is is strictly that I hope White Sox fans get rewarded with this Tony Larusa experience. And the fact that he's here to win and he's and he's here to bring a World Series back to Chicago and Rickon can say all he wants about the the narratives and and, and, and wronging uh, writing wrongs you know he, he was he's quick to point that out you know I, I still think that a lot of that is at play and our my only hope is that there is a bit of an understanding here now that you've got full ballparks and you could pretty much count they're gonna be full again I think the mm-hmm. season ticket base is gonna go up after what you saw in 2021. They're going to have some more money. My only hope is that Tony can sort of lean into Jerry a little bit and convince him to spend more of it. They're going to be a top ten payroll team. That's my hope, man. I'm 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 a hopeful person, you know, <laughs> and that that's the only thing I have really is hope. Yeah, um, Chris Taylor, it works out. I mean, it's fine. It's not the ideal target for me. Um, his hitting is a little bit overblown. He does hit home runs but I don't think he is going to sustain what he's been doing with the Dodgers, which is a little slightly above average. I think his uh, weighted rounds created it's like 114, something like that. It's good, nice, but not as robust as I thought initially because he came up with big hits in the playoffs, and that might be another thing to get him uh, to, to put a plus on his side. But I'm looking for bigger fish. I know the man just signed with the Boris group, but Marcus Simeon would look really good at second base reunion with the White Sox there. That's what the fish I'm looking for. And then, yeah, if we fall back and get Chris Taylor, that's not a bad option as second base slash guy can play a little bit in an outfield. Uh, you know, I, I love it. And uh, sadly, I was thinking about another big game postseason guy in uh, – Enrique Hernandez, Kike, uh, you know, that, that was a guy who had a big postseason. I was seeing a, he's still under contract for 2022. I was thinking that would be a nice addition as well, but he's still under contract. So uh, a loss, uh, you may have to deal with someone like Chris Taylor, which I think would be good, but definitely that would not be a move that makes Sox fans excited if that was the first move that, that, that they rolled out <laughs> once the pocketbooks were officially open. Like, here mm-hmm. he is, folks, Chris Taylor. Oh, that's Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I like where your head's at, Mark. All right, wrapping it up here, I uh, got another voicemail. This one is from Sean, who labels himself number one White Sox fan in Ohio. We'll see about that, Sean. Uh, he says, good evening, gentlemen. First, I am a born and raised northern Indiana kid that has loved the Sox since I can remember. In my early 40s, I left my home in Indiana and moved to Ohio just north of Cincinnati for work. I just listened mm. to the podcasts and I got issues with what Herb said about Cincinnati. You know what's coming to you, don't you, Herb? Yeah. I heard yeah, that I groan. You know, hell's coming to breakfast. You tell him I'm coming and hell's coming with me. I just listened to the podcast and I got issues with what Herb said about Cincinnati. It's not the worst city in the Midwest! Exclamation point. It is possibly the worst city in the U.S. Wait, okay. It's it's not the worst city in the Midwest. It's possibly the worst city in the U.S. Oh, okay. Uh, first, they have almost as many Stillers fans as Bengals fans. Second, the chili they are known for is crap. Okay, so maybe you're maybe you're you're okay here. Uh, it is the most conservative big city I have ever been in. Uh, I've seen more Confederate flags around the Cincy area Mm. than I have ever seen in the South. Do they not know what side they were on? (laughs) I will give them this. The Cincinnati Zoo is one of the best in the country, and Dylan Mm. Cease did have a three-hit game here. 
Tony also had Liam Hendricks run the bases in the 10th inning the next day, proving that Cincinnati sucks. Uh, now back to baseball. My question is Cesar Hernandez related. I keep thinking they cannot afford Marcus Simeon, to your point, Herb, and he probably wants to play shortstop. I think they should be all in on pitching in right field Nick Castellanos if he's available. Should he want out of Cincy for all the reasons I mentioned earlier? <laughs> the options at second are not good. Is a Paul DeJong type an upgrade? Uh, we talked about that the other day. Mm-hmm. We are not in favor of that. Caesar's gold glove might come back, and I don't think he could get any worse at the plate, so maybe go with him and upgrade at the trade deadline if needed. What I am getting at this at is spend the big money on right field. Trade Kimball for pitching. Right field, they're a solid catcher, so Yaz can DH more. If switch hitting Caesar Hernandez is in the ninth spot, hitting 250, 15 bombs, and playing a better second base in 2022, if that's your weak link, I think we should be okay. I'm, I'm in agreement there. Uh, you two are my favorite to listen to on my way to and from work. Sean, number one White Sox fan in Ohio, and I got to say, after hearing his case for against Cincinnati, I would have to agree. He's got to be the number one Sox fan in Ohio. Thank you very much, Sean. Uh, Herb, you could take it anywhere you wish there. Confederate flags, right field, wherever you want. (laughs) The only thing I liked about Cincinnati was the over the Rhine place where we went to the homage homage. Yes. uh, Store and then like the good restaurant. I think it was the Eagle. Yes. And that was about it. Yeah, that we had a nice meal there, and I love the homage store. I'm wearing one of their shirts now, actually. And I do every day, pretty much. They're so comfortable. Homage, if you want to sponsor, uh, uh, hit me up. Um, <laughs> just give me stuff. But yeah, my man Rude One, uh, big Reds fan. Shout out to my guy Rick. Uh, he, he's a big Cincinnati guy. He actually moved there for a summer and got season tickets just so he could watch the Reds play every day. And he got like a little spot close to the ballpark. He's a huge Reds fan. He, he probably will... Probably wouldn't differ with many of the things mentioned uh, in the email here, but yeah, man, it is uh, it is not one of the better places that we went in our in our travels. Uh, but you know, we didn't really have any negative altercations with anyone. But it was just too damn hot when we went at the end of uh, August. And but the food was good. I never went to Montgomery Inn though. I want to change that if I find myself there again, mm-hmm. and I think I will because I I'm, I want to see what's up with that Tannehill Brothers documentary that was supposed to get rolled out this summer. Uh, it, it was not rolled out, but I, I I have faith in my guy, the director of that film. Um, so maybe I will make I will make another trip to Cincinnati if they if they roll out that documentary about the Tannehill brothers, Lee and Jesse. And I will definitely hit the Montgomery Inn. Uh, probably take my dad there, uh, so I, I can give the final verdict because I I never had that when I went. So I, I will withhold any judgment on Cincinnati, any final judgment until I get the Montgomery Inn. But it was not mentioned in the email, so it can't be that good, right? Um, but yeah, all the other issues that he brought up in the email, we kind of talked about on shows recently. I'm cool if they decide to pick up Caesar's option and have him hit ninth. He's absolutely right. 250 with 15 bombs and a solid glove. You know, that's fine. You can you can win with that. Absolutely. And we are all in on Nick Castellanos as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you very much for the email. Uh, I think we have another voicemail here wrapping up the show. And this one is so appropriate. You guys really saved the day today. And yesterday, because you guys came through with like three voicemails in the five o'clock hour on Thursday, and you really were able to give us some stuff to talk about here. But this one I thought was really funny, and this one is really out of left field. Uh, Just listen to my man here, uh, and if you remember the origin of this phone call and the the backstory, this is why you have to listen to the show every day when we post. Uh, But check check who's coming in uh, from the 305. 
Hey, this is Reagan from South Carolina. Uh, I was the, the Astro student that Ralph unfortunately had. Um, <laughs> to give you guys some clarification, we were both jokingly talking about our teams, and I had no clue he was a White Sox fan as I was dressed in all my Astros gear. Yes, that's our illegal at our school. I was just I just had it in my hands. Um, <laughs> I was born in Texas City, Texas, and I have okay. been an Astros fan since the day I was born. And I, mm. you guys were wondering about my age. I am 16, so just go ahead and shoot whatever you guys need to. Um, <laughs> no, I you're all good, 16-year-old dude. Many Astros, such as Kyle Tucker, Jordan Alvarez, uh, when they're the Booze Creek Astros. Um, now they're known as Fayetteville Woodpeckers. But uh, I just wanted to get some clarification. Love the podcast. Uh, hopefully the White Sox have a good season next year. Go Strohs. Oh, thank you very much, Reagan. We'll, we'll, we'll edit that Go Strohs part out in post. We don't need that on the show. Um, yeah, so we have some clarification. So remember our, our, our longtime correspondent here, uh, White Sox fan Ralph, the, the teacher down there in South Carolina, he told the story about how he was uh, belittling one of his students uh, who came in with Astros gear, and we, we loved him for it. Um, so, yeah, I, I appreciate you checking in. And uh, Reagan, wow, that was awesome. Like, did Ralph tell him, like, hey, these jokers talked about you on their podcast? Yeah, that's a cool teacher move, like, you know, making fun of yourself. Hey, listen, guys, you know, I give you guys, you know, I ride you guys pretty hard, and you guys think I'm an old square, but I was being talked about on this White Sox podcast here. So, yeah, that that would be great. Um, gave him some street cred, yeah, with the Greenville, South Carolina <laughs> middle school, uh, high school. He's 16, yeah, and I, I love that. I love the uh, saying it, re- repping uh, the Astros when they were at what do you say was was it booth creek or what, what did you say booth creek booth creek yeah <laughs> they'll sketch you over there um, <laughs> and uh they, they became the woodpeckers uh so yeah thank you very much and he said look at the history look at the kid i love love reagan stay in touch reagan maybe he'll be our astros correspondent so uh we don't have to talk to those locked on astros guys anymore <laughs> uh did, did you see that great they had a great video though from the game last night where they had the whole section there that was hyped up for to say that locked on astros is their favorite podcast that's good stuff right there i know that's awesome those yeah, guys yeah. are those guys are all right but yeah, 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 so yeah we'll get we get reagan uh <laughs> to give us the lowdown he already gave us a history lesson about the astros and their uh minor league system i mean the man is uh, who he said he's from texarkana texas or something like that yeah not yeah <laughs> sorry reagan i know you didn't say that yeah but um, yeah originally born in texas yeah and so, yeah, it's awesome to have you on and have you listen to our podcast, a 16-year-old. Hey, we're trying to get the youth. We get them at 16. They'll still be a fan at 45. Hopefully. So, so let me ask you this, though, about Reagan and his friends. He's 16 years old. I would say, Reagan, tell your friends about the Locked on White Sox podcast. Okay, how many friends do you think he has that even like baseball? <laughs> and how many friends? Uh, I mean, if he's a Southern kid, maybe more than we would think. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're good in South Carolina and the uh, Couple of the championships there as first, first the Gamecocks and also the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina. So they love baseball down there. I think you know the youth probably are Hang on. hyped about. Can you say Chant? Can you say Chanticleers huh? on the on the podcast? Sorry, Tugna. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure the youth are excited. They're probably Braves fans mostly because especially because they have some success right now in the World Series. But yeah. Listen to our podcast, Reagan. Tell your friends to listen to our podcast, even though we're just talking about the White Sox. We'll throw in an Atlanta Braves or a Houston Astros <laughs> thing every once in a while. We'll try to get Gordon Beckham for you. 
Yeah, um, I'll but- say something about Terry Pendleton. They're like, who? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, um, Andrew Jones. I'm like, what? I don't know who this guy is. Okay, Freddie Freeman. Oh, yeah, I got it. Um, so the other point I was going to make, how many 16-year-old White Sox fans do you think he knows? So I don't know if it would do any any good for him to tell his friends about our show. But we definitely appreciate the call. And I liked how he said, I'm 16 year, years old. You guys feel free to shoot. Um, like that's like, I mean, if he's talking about like, that's real wrestling slang right there. If we're going to do a work or a shoot, like, you know, if we're going to go ahead and shoot on him being 16, I like that. I don't know if that's a or, southern, yeah, southern that's thing, what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so this is definitely, uh, th- this podcast is all shoot. <laughs> it's all unplanned, unscripted. So that's where we're at with it. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Bet Online. They're back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basketball season, even more props and odds and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Checking out the lines for tomorrow night's matchup between Houston and Atlanta. Right now, the Braves sitting at plus 180, over under set at 8.5 in this game, number three in the fall classic, Houston and Atlanta. Audibling over to football. Right now, Bears, 49ers. Bears are getting four at home, over under set at 39.5. It's all right there for you. If you want to have a little extra fun while you're watching games this Sunday, head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Yeah, man, that, that's all we got for this week's episode of Locked on White Sox, Herb. And next week, we'll bring you... We're, we're truncated now. We're, we're down to three shows a week here. It's officially the off season in November, I hope. We haven't gotten the email yet officially, but... We're it gonna, is. We're, it's my birthday week. We're, we're off. You're damn right. And today, by the way, it's our buddy brennan mccaffrey's birthday happy birthday b mac if you're listening to the show i'm sure you're not you got a full plate over at sirius xm but we love you uh we'll be back monday with our top moments of of 2021 all week the top 21 of 21 so we'll bring those to you and as well you can still email us at the mailbag at lockedonsocks at gmail.com and in the voicemail 312-566-8727 that's 312-566-8727 that's all i got today herb that is chris Tannehill at chris Tannehill. Me, Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23 is the way you can follow me on Twitter. And our show is at Locked on Socks. And thank you for making Locked on Socks your first listen every day. Locked on Socks is free and available on all platforms, including Locked on Socks on YouTube. So for Chris, I'm Herb. Thank you for listening to Locked on Socks. All right, I'm just going to do the front. So now that's two shows right there, and we don't have uh-huh. to we don't have to talk about Tony too much. So that's perfect. So I'm just going to roll this open. We'll mention Tony and then that's it.